showdown in the town square. Take off that mask, you witch. Welcome to Take Two Radio. We are pleased to bring you interviews with people in the entertainment and music industry, discussions and recaps of the four remaining daytime soaps, that's The Bold and the Beautiful, The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, and Days of Our Lives, as well as various other shows. For upcoming and previous shows, check Take2Radio.com, that's with the number two, and you can find us on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and other streaming apps. Follow us on social media at Take2Radio, and thanks for listening. Good evening, evening, everyone. Evening. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying so hard not to laugh. Welcome to Take Two Radio. I'm Pam, your host. Anthony, you kill me every time you do that. Yeah. Even though I expect you to do it, I still laugh. Good evening, everyone. Candace is with us, too. But I think she's Hi, still laughing. Daddy. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Um, and sorry to say we're missing two of our very special co-hosts, uh, Carolyn and David. So hopefully uh, next month they'll be with us uh, because it is already the end of September, which is so hard to believe. Right. And don't worry, anybody don't out there, neither one of them were blown away by hurricanes, tornadoes, or have face masks ripped off their face. They're fine with yeah. commitments this evening. <laughs> yeah, I, they're just they're just busy. So um, <laughs> tonight we are very 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 pleased to bring a wonderful actor, stuntman, motivational speaker, success coach, and entrepreneur. Um, he does it all, um, and we have Rayel Andrews with us, and I believe he's on the phone right now. So let me go ahead and pick that up. Hello. 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 Hey, Good yeah. evening. How you doing? Hello. I am Good. Blessed and grateful to be here. How are you doing? Amen. We're, we are we're blessed all... and grateful to have you. Right. Exactly. There you go. Um, we want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy, busy schedule to join us tonight and chat for a while. Yeah, my pleasure. I like to, you know, um, I don't like to say busy. I like to say productive schedule. <laughs> that works. <laughs> yeah. But you have to be busy of, to be productive, I think. so. Yeah, I, I agree. But I think where it comes from, Champion, is like, um, and I know you'll get this, is like, it's not like, not Champion, but yourself, but so many of the champions that, um, you know, I, I I fight for and I believe in, you know, then I'm, oh, I'm so busy. I'm so like my, you know, and, and that, it kind of irritates me a lot because that's like really the enemies. Because let's just keep it real, dude. I, I like to say, no, you're not busy, dude. That's an excuse. Because come yeah. walk in my shoes for a day and tell me you're busy. But you know, exactly. if, if it's important enough, if it's important enough to you, you'll get it done. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. Well. What we're going to do is, since David couldn't make it, he did send a couple questions that I'd like to start out with, 
and then okay. we'll go from there. Is that okay? That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Okay, because David's one of our co-hosts, and so is Carolyn, and they both couldn't make it tonight. So uh, they are being productive. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say that. They're scheduling productive. There you go. Right. I think Carolyn might be drinking, but that's a, that's a side one. <laughs> <laughs> They're productively drinking. There you go. Right, right. <laughs> So David's first question is, what, if any, was the difference in the work regime between working at GH as the world turns all my children and days of our lives? Hmm, wow. That's a great question. You know, um, hmm. You know, I would say, hmm, don't want to offend anybody, but, you know, I like to keep it real and raw. So just going to say what's on my heart. Uh, at GH, it wasn't work for me. GH was, it, it wasn't, GH was, it was, it was probably the best time of my life, you know, and working with people like Maurice and, and, and stuff like that, I mean, it, it, time just flew, you know. It wasn't a job to me. Mm-hmm. It was, um, it, it uh, you know, the other the other ones were jobs, great jobs, mm-hmm. like you know, very amazing jobs. But GH was different. It was like uh, I don't know. It was it was just part of my life, dude, and it was a part of my life that I that I loved. And uh, I don't know if that makes any sense, but that's the best I can answer that. No, it makes sense. It makes sense. I mean, mm-hmm. some jobs you do some jobs don't feel like jobs and that's the reality for a lot of people no matter what you do. Like mm. us doing this show. It doesn't feel like a job. Yeah, you know, right. you know and yeah, that's what it is because and that's really you know what, that's what I man, I just did a Facebook live the other day on that. I actually I just did a um a post on that because I'm always encouraging people, like, you know, be grateful for your job. Let's just keep it real. If we got a job, let's be grateful for it. But if it isn't like this this, this radio show is for you, if it isn't like, you know, what I'm doing is for me or when I was on GH, you know, um, you know I believe that you, you need to look for your calling. You, you can't be stupid and just walk away from your, your job because you've got bills to play. But you don't have to settle, you know, and you don't, you know, so I always say you've got two choices, okay? Um, if you're not happy, dude, if it's not really blowing you up and it's not really lighting your fire and getting you excited, you've got two choices. You deal with what you got and work towards finding something that you're happy about and, and work towards that. Don't be afraid to jump out and go after your dreams and all that. Or... You show up and be grateful. But what I don't like to see is the people that will go to a job or go to whatever they do and complain the whole time. They complain about their boss. They complain about their yeah. – either you're in or you're not. But if you're going to stay in, be in and be grateful and make it the best opportunity you can while you're in there. But don't stay in something and then, you know, knock everybody and complain about everybody. I don't, I don't like that. I couldn't agree with you more. I couldn't agree with you more. I, you know, I've always done what I enjoyed doing. There's been 
maybe one or two jobs that I wasn't crazy about. So what did I do? I went and I found something that I did like, and I, I proceeded to enhance my life by having a job I enjoyed. Yeah, and and I just want to clarify because I don't, you know me, I never, I, I keep it real, and so that's what you're mm-hmm. gonna get from me. But I also want, I want people to understand, like, listen, I don't want them to hear the wrong thing. Listen, I was a pizza delivery boy. That was one of my jobs. I, I washed windows back in the day. It's not what my calling was. You know what? I didn't love the job, but while I was the pizza delivery boy, I showed up and made sure that I was the best pizza delivery right. boy mm-hmm. I could be at the time. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Right. right. Yep. 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 That's it. You always got to give 100. Mm-hmm. Now, his second question, his mm-hmm. second question is, what were some of people's biggest obstacles that you helped to overcome at Camp Discipline Gym? Mm. Good question. Ah, these, these are great questions. <laughs> you know, no, it's, I love this. So, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is um, I'll leave the names out of it, but um, you know, the first a couple people come to my mind, and the first one was this amazing champion. Um, she was not crazy overweight, but she was she was you know not what she really wanted to be, but she was very um, uh, she had low self esteem. She was um, she wasn't walking in her light at all, and with, through camp camp discipline, she not only got in in shape and and happy, but on the front end, but she got confidence and she 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 she, she didn't become that timid woman anymore. And then in the in the um, and I still have it to this day. In the long term. She went on to be a very successful. She did uh, figure shows and I mean just rocked it. But then they will become who you are. Her son, who was at the time when she was working out with me, and he was like twelve or thirteen when I knew him. Because isn't that thirteen when they have a bar mitzvah, right? Thirteen, right? Uh, I think mm-hmm. so, right? Thirteen, yeah. So I, it was around those, but yeah, it was around that time. He was very mm-hmm. heavy. He was he was a very heavy kid. He was maybe two fifty or something. He was very very bullied, picked upon, um, and I actually went to his school like that movie, The Bodyguard, and I showed up and you know I was a big guy back then and basically said, you're not going to be picking on this guy anymore because if you do, you're going to have to deal with him, with me. Then fast forward, when I got an email, I'm, I'm talking 10, maybe 15 years later, I got an email from her. And she was thanking me for not only her accomplishments and sent me a picture of what she had become and all of that, but she thanked me for her son. I'm going to get emotional now. Because her son had not only lost all that weight, he had now become a fitness professional himself. Oh, and wow. and and yeah. that's you know that's why I do what I do. That's one of many stories. But you see, starting with the mom and that, and you know they will become who you are, and full circle. So that was that's probably my 
and I have so many, and I keep them all, but that was probably, that's the first thing that came to my heart. So that's what I'm going to share is that my greatest victory right there. Wow. That is amazing, and I thank you for doing that for him, I mean, as well as the mom, but you made such a big impact on their lives, and, you know, they're paying it forward now. Mm-hmm. Amen, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Great question. Thank yep. you. Thank you. Anthony, you're up. Well, um, somebody else is going to talk more about your motivational, but I just have to say what I love about your postings are, I call it real reality. Um, you encourage the wow. leap, take the leap, mm-hmm. um, and that I really, really love. I'm a big proponent of leap of faith, and sometimes mm-hmm. you need that one component that there's no tangible proof, but the leap of faith is all it's, you know, all it's cracked up to be. It's all what it's all about. But I'm the soapiest mm-hmm. of us all, so I'm going to ask you okay. the classic soap questions. Um, okay. Back in the day, I covered Super Soap Weekend religiously, mm-hmm. and we've had mm-hmm. a lot of fan outrageous fan stories on this show. So we're going to ask, I'm going to ask you, what is your most memorable fan moment, fan event, fan encounter? Okay. So, um, great question. And, um, I want to come back to that real reality one and leave a faith in a second, but so let's stay on track. Cause I do tend to squirrel. If you haven't noticed, um, the greatest, the greatest, uh, squirrel, the greatest uh, found in Canada. Well, I didn't, as you probably know, um, I never was blessed uh, to get to go to a super fan weekend. But um, I will tell you my greatest, uh, my fun, or whatever you want to call it. So um, I did a autograph session with Steve and Maurice, and we were in Jersey, New Jersey, Jersey. And the soap fan, yeah, the soap fans there are, are a little intense, just a little. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so this was my first ever, so I was the newbie. And so Steve and Maurice were the like, they were like, okay, here's how it's going to go. We got two hours, we're on stage two hours, and when the two hours are over, we're out. We go out to the car, and we got to go because if you don't, it's going to get crazy. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Well, I have the mindset that I never, ever want to leave any fans standing. You know, and I don't like to call them fans, by the way. I don't want to leave any champions standing. So, so here we are. The two hours is up, and there's a lot of champions that are still standing there waiting to get an autograph and a picture. So, and Steve is go, let's go, you know, let's go. And Maurice is like, and I'm like, mm, and I'm sitting there signing and signing autographs and signing autographs. So, anyways, long story short, caused a bit of a mob thing to happen. And so now we can't get to the car. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so, so now, now Steve is like, Steve is pissed, and Maurice is like, oh, Ram, what do you do? So we finally. So we finally, they help us, we get out to the car, there's people, and we get in the limo, and there's people, there's one girl trying to come in the front window of the car. Oh, my God. <laughs> there's, 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 there's another one's on the hood of the car. And Steve is like, I told you, I told you. Oh, my God. Uh-uh. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, we're in the Jersey yeah. and we're the Beatles. 
Yeah. I was like, yeah, I was like, man, I didn't see anything like it. I thought it was like, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, that was fun. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm from Staten Island, New York, so Jersey is my stomping ground, so I definitely feel that. Um, before you, so you get back you to know the what real, I'm reality, about, right? Yeah. I, oh my God, uh, I've done yeah. tons of events here, and it gets it gets hyper crazy. Yeah. Hyper crazy. <laughs> before you get back to real reality, though, I'll shorten my question: Are you open to coming back to daytime in any form on any of the four shows left? Absolutely, a hundred percent. You know, um, yeah, it's it's and that's a great question too, Anthony, because you know. And I'm glad you asked it because I, I, I like people that when I when I had a a dream to be a successful actor in Hollywood back in the day and and I achieved that, the person today was nowhere near the person I was back then. I, I wanted to become a successful actor in Hollywood so I could be rich and famous and, and have all the fame. And, you know, I was young and I was a narcissistic and I had an ego and it was all about me and I was, you know, all of that stuff. So, you know, when, when I was making decisions back then, they were, you know, of a young, you know, you know, whatever, it's just a different person. So now when you ask me that question, you know, I, I'm, the reason I decided to come back in acting is not to be rich and famous, is not to be not to be any of those. Just to be able to be on a platform and to be able to make a difference wherever God calls me to make a difference. You know, because just keeping it real, when you're an actor and you're being successful, it puts you on a whole different platform. And and I'll never forget um, when I was going through a personal growth um, journey from there to here, I had a, one of my great coaches, a mentor said to me, and I'm, you know, you get those things people say to you, you're like, what? what was that? And you never forget those things, you know what I'm saying? And he looked mm-hmm. at me and he said to me, he said, he said, Rael, he said, you know what? He said, you call everybody a champion. He said, he said, you're a champion, but here's the deal, Rael. He said, you have an amazing gift, an amazing calling, and you can do good with it, or you can do bad with it. That's oh. up to you. And I was like, ooh, wow. And that was a very pivotal change for me. So to sum up your question, absolutely, um, wherever I'm called to be, I would be grateful to be a part of that and be grateful to, you know, if somebody saw that I could bring value to that show, I would be honored to be part of that. And, you know, it goes to the part, Anthony, where as, you know, you, you you know may or may not know, but Maurice Bernard, Paula Bernard, is my agent now. It's the best thing that's ever happened to me. She is phenomenal. I, I go out more than I've ever gone out. But when those decisions come, you know, she, she asks me all the time. She says, hey, Rael, I got this audition for you. Do you want to do it? And I'm like, Absolutely. And she says, you never say no to anything. And I said, because that's not my job to say no. It's my job is to go out there, do the audition with excellence, and do my best. And if it's meant for me to have it, I will have it. You know, outside of something really, really maybe terrible that I'm like, oh, 
well, like, you know, I ain't doing porno. Let's just stop it there, okay? Yeah. <laughs> right? Okay. I know there's a lot, you know, but that, that's where I draw the line. But other than that, I'm just like, you know what? It's not my decision to make. It's my decision to be grateful for the opportunity, go out there and crush it. And, you know, I, I, I don't sit in the past like I used to back in the day. Oh, my gosh, did you hear anything? Did I get it? Did you get any feedback? You know, yeah, no, no, dude. I go in, I crush the audition. I on my way out. I don't usually carry sides with me because I have a photographic memory. But if I happen to have sides with me, I just throw them in the gas, tr- the trash can, and I'm on to the next thing. And sometimes the past will come up and surprise me. But otherwise, I'm just in the present and I'm moving on to the next thing. You know? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Ooh. Of course. Anthony, did Those you have another question, question, or that was – pardon? Those are my two, but if he wanted to hit, hit back on Rayel Reality, I'd love to hear what his thoughts are on that. <laughs> yeah, well, well, that could be a new show. Yeah, I, I, I love that because, you know, for me, when you, when you said that, the, the God drop that I had was, well, if anybody knows me, I, I'm a, a D personality. I'm a red. I just – if I feel passionate about something or if it feels right, I mean, I will jump off the, the if you don't know what a D or a red is, that's a personality trait. So it would be good for everybody to just go to disc.org, find out which, if you're a red, uh, yellow, green, or um, what is it, red, yellow, oh no, D-I-S-C, uh, it'll change your life, it'll change your marriage, it'll change your relationships. Most corporations do it anyways. But, um, you know, I'll jump off a diving board without the water in the pool, basically, is what a D is, you know? So I don't have no problem jumping in faith, if you will, okay? But it goes back to what we were talking about a little earlier. Um, As we get older, we tend to, you know, we, we, we graduate from high school, we... Most of us will go into college. You're picking courses you don't even know. Next thing you know, you're you're coming out of college. You're married. Um, you know, the, you're all of a sudden you're in a career that you didn't really think you were going to be in. You're married. You got two, three kids, but you're not really totally happy with your life. And then all of a sudden, you just start to settle. You start to get stuck. You know, and this is how my life is going to be, and just deal with it. Well, what I love what Anthony says, no, dude, you you you're never too old to jump with faith dude if you if you feel that in your heart is it scary oh it's scary as hell it's like you know i mean i've done it three times in the last six years you know at 50 uh 56 now at 51 i walked away from a million dollar business a very healthy six-figure income you know, I'm a network marketer, an entrepreneur, so in my field, if you walk away from that, you got to start all over. I mean, at 51, with three kids and a beautiful wife, I started all over because I wasn't happy anymore. You know, who does that? Who does that? It's people who know that they deserve more, and you don't have to settle. But like Anthony said, you got to be willing to jump out in faith. you got to be willing to all jump right. out in faith, you know, but, you know, what I do know is that I don't know how to say that. I don't want to set people up not for success. Um, what I would tell you is if you're not happy and you're feeling called to do something else, 
do some heavy praying on it. Do some heavy meditation, whatever you do on it. Take it to your, what I call your sacred circle next, people that you truly trust, you know. Um, and then, you know, if, you, if, you're, if you're a believer like me, take it to your pastor next. And then look for three confirmations, major confirmations, you know, and then uh-huh. take it to your significant other. And if everything's in alignment and it's right, go for it, man. Go for it. Do it. Right. Exactly. I, wow. Never too, that. never too late. You really, could, you really couldn't have brought that full circle better. Um, and please don't uh-huh. give me any credit because, honestly, it's what I hear in your message. I believe in Leap of Faith myself, but it's what I hear in your messages that ask, that caused me to ask you, you know, about your reality of Leap of Faith. So thank you so much right. for giving such an in-depth, you know, conversation to us about it. Thank you. Yeah. And I'll say mm-hmm. I'll say one other one other thing quick because you know I know there's all different people. It's a little different when you're married like me. That's why I said like that. When you're younger and stuff like that, and you're on your own, you know even even more jump right because the worst thing that can happen is the best thing that could happen is you fail. Yep. And if you're a leader, yep. dude, you learn from your mistakes and you get back up. When you're married and yep. you've got a family, you, 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 you got to go through a little bit more of the process because it's not just you it's counting on. But, you know, that's the tattoo. If you see my tattoos, the tattoo I have on my left inside of my forearm is uh, Proverbs. I forget which one it is, but if you – it's the one that says, get knocked down seven times, get up eight. And I have it there on the inside of my forearm for a reason, so that I can always remember that, dude. And as long as you're on your back, you can always get up. If you're on your face, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you have arms for. If you fall on your face, you've got your arms. You just push yourself yeah, up. There you go. There you yep. go. <laughs> oh, thank you, Anthony, for I... your questions. And I guess I'm going to go next. <laughs> then we'll we'll end with Candace because Candace always has something fun to do. Um, you know, you mentioned about Maurice Bernard and uh, and mm-hmm. Paula, and I I want to thank both Maurice and yourself for putting it out there, your personal lives and what your struggles are and what you've gone through and. Maurice, of course, has state of mind on Sundays, which I, I never, ever miss. Um, and also you have your Instagram stories, and I believe it's on Facebook as well. Um, you know, and then I watch those because I have a son that's on the autism spectrum and also uh, bipolar and that. So listening to you guys be real with it and putting it out there has helped me as well as I'm sure – thousands of other people and I want to thank you for that first of all thank you I I appreciate that and and I will you know Maurice you know I gotta you know pay Maurice credit because Maurice has been uh, and thousands I would say tens of hundreds of thousands with Maurice that that he's touched you know and and Maurice has started a movement um, and he stepped out when it was very shameful, very like, yes. you know, for you to step out yeah. and admit that when, yep. when he stepped out, are you kidding me right now? I mean, it's still that way, but when he stepped out, so, I mean, talk about, you know, leading a revolution. And he believed in me um, back 
when I started on on GH, he told me like in the first week, he said, dude, you're bipolar, dude, for sure. And I was like, well, you know, and I just recently officially got diagnosed like three months in a, um, in a day. And I, and I know that exactly because it's like a birthday for me because three months and two days, I was this close to taking my life. And, you mm. know, um, you know, and I said, I'll fight one more time because I'm not a quitter. What are you doing, Rayo? You're not a quitter. And, but, you know, when you're in that dark depression like that, it's like you, you just you don't think. You, I mean, anybody who's, who's there knows what I'm talking about. If you're not there, yeah. you're like, and I'm not judging, but it, they're like, dude, just you're having a bad day. Just suck it up. Get over it. <laughs> it's not like having a bad day. It's no. not like being sad. It's not, no, it's not. you know, but, but nobody understands that. But. You know, um, so when I came out, I, I absolutely joined Arms with Maurice. And, and I'll tell you, um, I'll tell you two things that come to my heart right now when you say that. Because I actually just saw, maybe you saw it. So I'm going to answer it right now. I don't think it was your show, but I just saw a tweet come across somehow. And it said something like this. How does a soap opera actor who struggles with depression or bipolar, and I think they put a cough there, like as if maybe it's a joke, mm-hmm. how, 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 do, how do they, in good faith, do a storyline about that with the writers, blah, 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 whatever. Well, let me tell you how they do that. They do that because it's not about the storyline being right or the writers being right or wrong. It's about them believing that they can change a life, whether it's wrong, right, or indifferent. You know, it's about, it's not about how do they in good faith, are you kidding me right now? How do they in good faith, you know, I mean, that just curated me, you know, and it's like, and I I, I can I can tell you, you know, like just yesterday, as you probably know, I came out and, 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 and talked about that, you know, I found out I had cancer. And, you know, somebody said to me, mm. said, why, why, would you, why would you publicly tell the world that you have that? And I said, why? Because I don't believe that I got cancer to get cancer. I believe I got cancer because there's a bigger platform and a bigger this. And let me tell you something. I did that yesterday. And... I had a very good friend of mine. I talked to him yesterday night, and he's actually a doctor, and he, here's what he said to me. He said, Rayle, thank you so much for your message today. He said, I'm a doctor, and I know I've been having the signs for a while, but I've been putting it off. And because of your message today, I already called the doctor and made an appointment. That's why yep. we come out and do what we do, okay? That's one life, mm-hmm. you know? There so you go. When people say stuff like that, they, they don't even have a clue, dude. Come on now. Don't get me fired up. <laughs> no, it, it, it's education. And, you know, as we do soap recaps, um, which we'll do after we're done speaking with you, and we discuss what's going on on the four remaining shows, and we have always said that we really, truly appreciate when they do a storyline based on reality of of mm-hmm. autism, of alcoholism, of depression, of whatever. 
we always appreciate that because it's educating the audience through story. Mm-hmm. And yep. a lot of people don't get that. No. Yeah, and there's for every for every moment that you put something out there, there's ten people sitting alone in the dark with no idea what to do next. And that one tweet, yep. that one Instagram story might be the one that causes them to call their doctor or to call their friend with depression or to call a hotline because they're depressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I and I'm glad you said that, Anthony. So if you are listening, because I always want to say I learned this a long time. If you are listening to this show, dude, and you're you know you are struggling, you oh sorry I did that. If you are listening to the show and you are struggling and you're challenged or something and you're in that deep dark place, dude, just call nine one one, dude. Get with some professional help. Get that taken care of and then come back. But you know, it's I, I'm glad you said that, Anthony. It's very important because and I will tell you. Oh man, I can't even tell you how many people. But you're right; it's just you just never know whose word. So I, I ain't mad at that person, but I'm gonna call you on it, you know, because you're just it's it's not about, uh, you know, because let let me, <laughs> okay, I'm not finished. <laughs> Break it down. It's moments. Break it down. It's moments like this to take away the shame. Yeah. To take, well, because me, people out there want to put shame on it, and they keep they yeah. keep they want to keep you hiding in the dark. And every time you yeah. say something beautiful like that, you free ten at least ten people out of that darkness. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, and Amen. And I'm going to end with this. Okay, how could you in good? The question was, how could you in good faith do something like that? Well, I'm going to tell you this. How could we, in good faith, not do something? Okay. Amen. How could we in good faith not do something? That's what I'm going to tell you. Come on. Right. <laughs> Right. Well, you you're a strong man in so many ways and just celebrated your nine month sobriety and I wanna congratulate you on that as well. Thank you so much. Uh, Amen. You've overcome so much and you share it with the world and we couldn't appreciate that more. Um even one of your Instagram stories I watched where you said you fell down the stairs of death and you still went up those stairs. You put your, your, um, oh my gosh, what do you call them? Look, the, uh, oh my, uh, oh, the crutches? The crutches. You put your crutches to the side and you still did it. I mean, that says a lot about you. Well, thank you. Well, you know, that's just now, you know, that's not for everybody, but let me just say this, you know, that's who I am, okay? A lot of people, and you know what? I love you, and you're probably right. Well, that's not smart, dude. You can barely walk. You you, you needed the crutches to get all the way into the stairs to go do the stairs, you know? You know, that's not smart. You know what? You're probably right, and you know what? I'm going to say you are right. But the the, the thing is, is that from a little boy, my dad was my inspiration, my foster dad, my mom. I grew up that there's no such word as seeing kids. I grew up, I watched my dad um, who got Parkinson's at 62. Okay, he got Parkinson's at 62. Me and mom, mom lived with him. I was here, so I would visit him. Because when he, when he finally went on to be with the Lord at 87, and when we, that last week, when we sat down, I finally got to meet his doctor. We were sitting down, me, mom, the doctor, my aunt, and, you know, how, you know, making decisions that you make. 
And the doctor said to us, she said, your dad's a pretty amazing man to have, you know, battled and fought the Parkinson's the way he did for 25 years. I think that's right, 25, right, 62 to 87. And both me and my mom went, what? What? What are you talking about? Because we didn't, we didn't know that he had Parkinson's until he was 72. He hit it for 10 years. And immediately, immediately, yeah, immediately I started to rewind in that myth, and I was like, oh, my God. Because and my dad was just a character, right? All of a sudden, every, every time I'd come home, my dad's got all these new card tricks and all these coin tricks. And I was like, and I thought he was just my dad being my dad. Now I realized he was covering his shaky hands. And, and then he had this one place. He had this one place he was always leaning against the corner of the book, the, um, the thing where we kept the dishes in. Once again, my dad was that kind of guy. I thought he was just kind of posing, but I realized he was standing there so that we couldn't see him shake and stuff like that. Shake. And, and, then, ah. and then as he got old, yeah, and then as he got, you know, where we were aware of it, listen, this is, this is crazy, but this is where I get it from. I'm not, dude, I'm not going to, I'm not telling people to do that, but I'm not going to let my fear or my pain or anything, you know, um, you know, um, establish me or what is it was I'm looking for. But, like, you know, mm-hmm. when my dad, I'd come into the hospital because my dad was a worker freak over me, and you know how they have those triangle things in the hospital beds, right? You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. My dad's doing chin-ups, dude. He's, he's like, dude, the guy, he can barely, like, eat his food, and he's doing, I, Dad, what are you doing? Said, I'm getting my workout in, son. One more rep. One more rep. And then he says, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, then he, then, yeah, then, then he, yeah, son, son, come over here, come over here. And he, and he was like, pull my legs, right? He couldn't even get his legs off the bed. He said, pull my legs off the bed, right? This was his routine. Then once his legs were on the side of the bed, he said, push, push your hand against the front of my leg. He's doing leg extensions now. And now he's like, pull, pull in the back. He's doing, he's doing right up until he, until he died. And, you know, I don't know if you've ever dealt with anybody Parkinson's, but I'll share these two things. It's crazy. So my dad. His thing was working out and playing the piano. When he was in his final mm. state where, where it's really ugly, okay, like, you know what I mean? They can't even, they're shaking, they can't even, they shaking, don't even really know you are and everything. Yeah, uncontrollable. Mm-hmm. We, would, we would wheel him in a wheelchair down to the, the place where the patients are, the, yeah, they would hang out. There was a piano. The recreation. Yeah. Yeah. There was a piano in there. We had to move the chair, the thing beside, put his wheelchair up there. We have to lift his hands. He couldn't even lift his own hands. Lift his hands and put it on the key, and the minute his hands were on the key, it was like washing the river off. It was mm. That's un- that muscle memory. Yep. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. You know, so that, that's yep. where I get that from, you know, and, and I, the way that particular incident was, I got cancer two days. I got the news, cancer two days. I didn't know what I was going to do, but I knew when God told me what to do and when to say it, that I would do a Facebook Live or whatever. It was put on my heart that that was the time. And so for me, I look at it like I could sit there and say, you know what, I'm not going to do it today because I can barely walk. And I'll get it done tomorrow. Or let me wait until this pain in my back goes away because I fell down that stupid hill. Um, but, you know, 
like, no. I said, no, I'm supposed to do it right now. And so even my son, like, Dad, are you going to use the crutches to get to the stairs? And I said, yeah, I got a message I got to deliver. Now, let's think about this. Had I not done it when I was called to do it, my friend wouldn't have seen the message, mm-hmm. and he wouldn't have been inspired to call his doctor and set up that appointment. That's why I'm obedient, and I don't let excuses get in the way. I, I just don't. Mm-hmm. I just, I mean, there's just, just no words. We're going to church tonight. We're, we're going to church tonight because yeah. I, I, I'm like over here sitting down and everything that you're saying right now, there's certain things that are connecting and it's like, okay, you know, that connects to this thought that I was having and this connects to this thought. And you're right. If you didn't do it when you were supposed to do it, when God told you like, look, guess what? You, you wanted to do this tomorrow. Uh, No, you're going to do it now because such and such is dealing with this. And if you don't say anything, like you said, your friend called, made an appointment. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, you know, it, yeah. It, and we like, would have seen you know, it and had it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and let's take it to a whole other level because we're going to church tonight. So this, uh, this, this, is my mind, this is my mindset, okay? I believe this is all my heart. And as I get older, like, you, you know what we all get? You know what I mean? We all get those voices in our head, right? Oh, call so-and-so. Call Anthony, you know, whatever. What, what, what do we do? We mostly, it's the longest distance from our heart to our head. By the time it gets to our head, we're like, oh, no, you know, Anthony, you know, or me and Anthony had a falling out and it's put on my heart. I need to call Anthony today, okay? And, and oh, no, Anthony, he's not even going to answer the phone. Last time was easy, he doesn't even like me anymore, you know. So, but I'm in a stage now where, man, I don't need. There was a time when I'd write it down in my journal, when names are put on my heart. I'd write it down in my journal. I don't even do that anymore unless it's 2 in the morning. Uh, I'll, I'll probably message you or Facebook you so I don't wake you up intentionally. But if something comes to my heart, I just immediately – I don't even question it. I do it or whatever because if you, I'll give you a couple of examples of what I'm talking about here. Because if, if it's put on your heart, here's what I believe. I'm going to use Anthony. I'm not picking on Anthony, but I'm going to use Anthony for example. <laughs> God, God Use me, baby. Heart. Use me. <laughs> yeah. God put it on my heart. Like, you know, I'm, I'm passionate about, you know, I, I just partnered with my new company, Amari, which I'm very ecstatic, and timing is everything, which is mental health awareness. And so let's say it was put on my heart that I see Anthony. I don't even know him. But I have a message to deliver now, how I can make a difference with people. And God said, you need to talk to that guy right there. Right there, and I'm like, ah, no, dude, he's no, dude, he's gonna make fun of me. He's gonna think I'm an idiot or whatever. You know, that's all normal. It's natural. I go through the same thing. Some of the people that I've saved or been a part of helping them. I remember one guy in particular. I'm squirreling, but I'll get back to my point. I one guy in my church, 300 plus pounds. I sat there for a whole service going, talk to him. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yeah. You know the voices in my head Going through that battle hey. yeah. yeah, I finally just hey listen You don't know me I, I don't mean to insult you or anything But I'm very passionate about it Blah 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 You know what I gave him my information number. Two months went by And then he finally called me The guy's lost over 170 pounds at this point Now wow. I look at it like Yeah I look at it like Preach. Yeah. I look at it with him Or Anthony So you gotta talk to him So 
I'm like, no, I'm not going to talk to him. This is not important. When I go home to be with the Lord, this is how I visualize. This is why I, I, I act like now, and I don't question it, right, unless it's weird and it doesn't seem right. You know the difference. God is going to – I'm going to sit there with God, and this is what he's going to do. Say, hey, remember that guy at the gas station? I told you I wanted you to go talk to him because he needed to hear from you, and you chose not to. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Let me show you what his life looks like now because you didn't talk to him. Let me show you what it would have looked like had you talked to him. I don't want that. I don't want that. Right. You know, and it's like when people think, I mean, it's not coincidence, right? We've all done it, dude. Oh, how many times have you guys done this? Hey, Anthony, it's Rael. Oh, my God. Dude, I can't believe you call me right now. I was just thinking about you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? So, anyway, yeah. that's absolutely. That's that's why I do what I do, you know. Well, we thank Absolutely. you from our hearts for doing that. Um, it, it really, you are changing lives, and uh, we're all blessed because of it. I'm going to go ahead and let Candace ask her questions. Thank you for okay. answering yeah. mine. Thank you I, for answering, girl. <laughs> and I knew I would be... At towards the end of this, we'll be having tears because, like I said, you have spoke truth tonight. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just sitting here, and I was like, before this interview, I was like thinking about certain things and hearing with your words of wisdom. I'm like, yes, this is all connecting right now. And so I mm. thank you for that because this is why we say, you know, God works in mysterious ways. You were meant to be on tonight's show. I was meant to not be overworking tonight. So I can hear your message. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for thank that. You. So okay. Woo. Now mm-hmm. on the show we we've done this little uh word association, kinda like you know, whatever comes to the mind first. Like an exercise okay. for the brain. Okay. Uh-oh. So I'm gonna ask Uh-oh. you some uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna ask you. You gotta watch questions. out for Candace. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm going to ask some questions. I may say some phrases. So whatever comes to your mind first is your answer. Okay? Okay. I know Mm -hmm. this is, is, yeah, okay. All right. The first is. I'm breathing. I'm breathing. I'm closing my eyes. Okay, let's breathe in and breathe out. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay, you ready? All right. The best moment of my teenage years was. Best moment of my teenage years was. Playing football. Okay. If if you could be an animal, it would be a panther, a black panther. There you go. Wakanda forever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Finish, mm-hmm. Okay. Finish this. Finish this quote. Inspire. Dream. Live simple. What would you put after that? Freedom. All right. Service. Work. Service. 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 There you go. Nice. Mm-hmm. Service. Mm-hmm. If you could be a superhero, your name would be 
the real deal. Boom! There it is! <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Okay. All right. The final the final one of uh, part one of my questions. The champions mean... The, the, say again? The champions mean... Okay, so the champions mean, like M-E-A-N? Yeah, yeah. yeah, like what do they mean to you, the champions? Oh, the champions mean to, to, to me is what we were called to be. I mean, I just see everybody as a champion. I, I, I believe everybody has a calling and a purpose. So champions to me are, I don't know how to put that in words, but they're, they are the future of this of of the world. They I don't know how to put that in the words. You stumped me I on think that. you I think you just did. Not even by the words, but by the way it just like your the heart reverence. spoke for you. Yeah. Yeah. The reverence. Like, yeah. Okay. See that was quick and painful. That was like that was good. See, you passed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my second question is so let's say Warner Brothers calls you up and say, hey, you've heard your story. We want to make your story into a feature film. Which actor from stage or screen or television slash web would you cast to play you? Well, you know, this is a weird answer, but this is the first thing, and this was I wouldn't want anybody else to play me. As the older me, it's going to mm-hmm. take major makeup and prosthetics. But I'd want Maurice Bernard to play me. There you go. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I can actually see that. Because both mm-hmm. of nobody, have a strong I don't trait. Think it, I don't think anybody could play me. Like, I couldn't even play myself the way Maurice could play me. Right. I can, That's my I can actually see. I can actually see that because while watching you guys on General Hospital, you both have this this aura of respect, one. Two, the, it's like mannerisms. Like, you both respect. You respect each other, you respect the craft, and you respect the dedication of the, the champions and of your families. I've noticed that, you know, by watching you guys, you know, on social media and stuff. So I, I actually agree with that. And, it, and yeah. if you, you know... So, okay, so Maurice Bernard. All right, Maurice, if you're hearing, if you're listening, let's make this happen. Okay. All right, so my final question is, okay. No, I was just going (laughs) to say, you know what? Me and, uh, you know, I'm actually getting ready to, the next part of my journey, I've produced a couple things, getting ready to do our own project, and now you've got, you got me thinking now. You got me thinking (laughs) now because, oh, yeah, this, this Thank you for that. You got something. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. And that's what we're here for. We're giving ideas right. left and right to writers, we, actors, producers. We, we did right. We're we mm-hmm. creative. We're creative. So, and I'm a Pisces, so that's that's in my genes. That's like that's you know that's part of it. Okay. Just remember, Candace, for the walk-on role. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You'll all be on the I film. Be... You'll all be on the film. Yeah, yeah, here's what you, you. Here's what you guys will be, Anthony. This is this is what you guys will be. <laughs> you guys will be the crazy fans in Jersey trying to jump in our car and get on the hood of the car. 
and hey, every part is a big part. And you know, I just I would be honored to be fan craze number two. Thank you. <laughs> there. And you, you know, uh, I, I I wanted you to get your question, but you made me think of something. Listen, you're right. There's no small small part. I don't know if you guys know this, but I start. I'll tell you this real quick. So I started as an extra. I came up from the very bottom. I started on, a, on my first film ever was a movie called Space Hunters 3D. And I, I never forget, I was an extra. There was a whole bunch of us. It was Space Hunters 3D with Molly Ringwald. And we all had to be like these weird people. I and mean, if you've ever seen the movie. And, and, you know, when you do a movie, it's hurry up and wait. So most of the time, we'd be sitting in that holding room all day long. And all everybody did, they just played cards, they ate donuts, they did on their phones, but not me, because I had aspirations to be a successful actor in Hollywood. So this, I'm sharing this for a lesson for some of the people, like, you know, like, my son was like, he's been trying to get a job. Um, my first son, his first, um, first interview, he got it. My second son, he's had several interviews, he hasn't got it, and I was trying to say to him, son, Sometimes it, that's just how it is. You got to keep grinding, you keep going. You know, it doesn't always yeah. happen like that, unfortunately. So when I, when they were all doing what I do at night is I go and I, I like make my way up. I was always hanging around as close as I could get to the set without, you know, being annoying. You know, I made friends with the ads. I made friends with that intensely. Then I said, hey, could I get one of those scripts? And they gave me a script. And then I'd look at the call sheet and then I'd see, you know, what the scenes were for the next day and. Then I would go home and I would pick a part and I'd practice it and then I'd come back the next day and see how the actors did it and how close or how far I was. But because I wasn't hanging out eating donuts all day, because I wasn't hanging out, when the opportunity arose, one day I was on the set and they said, hey, do we got any, is there an extra in there who knows how to say lines? I I need somebody to, a couple lines in here, a couple words. We got somebody and I was standing right there. And I just raised my hand. And they said, come on, let's go. And they brought me in. And that was my first ever line. He never made it on the film, but that was my first line. And then I'll tell you this when you talk about So my first acting job that I got was on a movie called Harry Tracy, Last Desperado. They needed a young, young black boy for this part. This was in 1981, okay? Years later, I, my, my mother found some stuff. She found my contract. She found the call sheet. And on the call sheet and on the, call, the, the contract, it said black boy. That was the part, black boy. Wow. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then, then when they cast me, check it out. So they cast me, but I'm sitting <laughs> in the makeup chair. And they're blackening me. They're making me black mm-hmm. because I'm not dark enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh-uh. Oh, yeah, because oh, yeah, I'm not dark enough for the part. And then, so they're making me blacker with makeup. And then uh, this guy comes in. He's about my height. And they say, hey, Rail, can you stand up for a second? They put us back to back. And they said, yeah, that will work perfect. And he goes away. I don't have a clue. It's my first minute. I don't know what's going on. An hour and a half later, I had hair back then. He comes back, he's black now, and he's got an afro. He's a white guy. He's black now, and he's got an <laughs> afro. He was my stunt, he was my stunt double for the thing. And, and that's, how, that's how my acting career started because we became friends, and at the end of the picture, he was like, 
hey, dude, you're athletic. There's a lot of movies being done up here now. Have you ever started, thought about being a stuntman? You could make real good money. And I was like, no, but you said make money. I like that. I was young, and I became the first African-American stuntman in Canada. And then I, you know, because I could take punches and go through walls and everything, I played every bad guy you could imagine. Every little part here, little part there. We need a guy that can take a hit, throw a punch, say a couple lines, and then eventually I got bigger and bigger parts. And so that's how it all started. So there you go. Wow. wow. <laughs> I didn't even. The you must you learn doing this show, I'm telling you. <laughs> all right, honey. So, anyways, what was your question? <laughs> so, wow. Okay. We're re- I've just learned so much tonight. So now it's hard to believe next Tuesday is October 1st, okay. which is crazy. Um, next thing you know, it's going to be 2020. As we start to wrap yes. up the year and prepare for the new year, what is your message of hope for all the champions out there? Oh, awesome. I love that question. So what, what, what most people are doing right now, they're basically throwing in the towel already. They're like, they had set goals at the start of 2019, and a lot of people, you know, haven't achieved them or whatever. Or they're saying, well, you know what, 2020 uh, is coming, we'll start over again, and, and, and all of that. And, you know, you hear me say it all the time. No, this is the time now that you've got to grind harder than you've ever grinded before. This is, it's the same. Amen. I, say it, I say it all the time because what's happening, these people, and, and it start. I have this mindset because my dad put it into me as a, as a little kid and I do it with everything I do. I don't go to the finish line. I go through the finish line. And what most people do is they, 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 they were brought up to not, not even go to the finish line. They, did you see the – it's funny you asked me that question. Did you see the, the thing I posted on my Facebook the other day, don't quit too early, and all these athletes yeah. that, that were cel- – or said don't celebrate too early, they're celebrating the victory and they get passed in the last second? Because uh-huh. it's like they quit, they quit before the finish line. This is – so you don't want to think of this as a year that you want to think of this. You want to finish with excellence go through the finish line, and then grind it into 2020. Don't, 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 don't say, well, let's, you know, because it's a very common thing. I love that you asked that because they're like, oh, Halloween's coming, and oh, then here comes Christmas, and let me get started, you know, because, you know, I, I help people with, you know, you know, their health for the past 39 years. And this is a very challenging time. Because when I talk to people now, that's exactly what they're going to say. You know what? Yeah. I'll just start in the new year yeah. with my resolutions. Yeah. Right. You know, and let's, let's, let's just keep it real, okay? Um, and, you know, so here's the deal. I talk to people all the time, 40, 50, 100 pounds. I got obesity, high blood pressure, uh, high cholesterol. I got stress, anxiety, you know, depression, whatever. But you know what it is. Let, let me. I'm, I'm going. Let me just get through the holidays, and 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 I'll address it. And we'll kick off the New Year's with the New Year's resolution. Well, here's the thing, guys. How do you know you're going to make it to the holidays? So how do you want to be right? remembered? You want to be remembered as that person that just said, "Well, I'll get it done next week. I'll get it done tomorrow." Or do you want to be remembered when it's your time that they'll be like, "Man, 
And I'll tell you one thing about Anthony, dude. That guy showed up, dude. He showed up with excellence. He always grinded. It didn't matter if it was taking the garbage out or making his bed. He just was, oh, you want to be known as that person? It was like, oh, maybe tomorrow, maybe next week, you know. So my, my encouragement to anybody listening is finish with excellence, right? You, you got, you know, finish this year with a bang and then start to, you know, it, it should never – it should never be 2019 and 2020. It's like, it's like you know. Let me say this: like it's like, it's like your life. When you go home, that's when you cross the finish line. It's not year to year. So it's like when we when we whatever you achieve in 2019, good, let's go. Now it's. If that's not the finish line, 2019 is not the finish line, and we start over another year, no. It's part of your race. Your race is over when you go home, dude. It's like not not year to right. year. That's, that's right. crazy. Let's go. Yeah, you need, to, on, you need to live your best life every day. Every day? Yeah. How many of you people, you know, all of us, right, raise our hands. Anybody listening to this, how many of you in the last year, I bet, have had somebody in your life that has gone home and they weren't sick, you had no idea, oh, my God, I was just partying with them. I just had a barbecue with them on the weekend. I turned on my Facebook on Monday, and they had a massive heart attack, and they went home. You don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we yep. take it for granted. We take it for and, – and I just heard this the other day, so this is good. This will answer your question, okay? Thank you, God, for putting this on my heart. I just heard this. I love this. So I'm 56. Okay, so we'll just go with the average person um, lives nowadays to to 100. Okay, that's a good number, right? So at 50, when you hit 50, you're halfway there, let's say. And at 50, you're going to start to pay the price for all the choices and decisions you made coming up to 50, or you're either going to reap the benefits from the choices and decisions you made coming up to 50. Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, church tonight. I'm at church right now. <laughs> well, I think, Rayel, you need to tell all of our listeners where they can find Ooh. a whole lot more Rayel reality. I'm about to tweet. Yeah. Um, I'd love it if you all, you know, uh, follow me on my Instagram. It's at Rail Andrews, they, uh, my name, R-E-A-L, Andrews, you know, all my social media, you know, if uh, my Facebook is, uh, my Facebook profile is uh, facebook.com forward slash coach Rail Andrews, um, but everything else is Rail Andrews, if you just support me on there, I really, really appreciate that, my, uh, I have a website, is railandrews.com. You know, and if you want to know more about where I'm going with my new uh, company and champions, Amari, you can go to www.whyamari.com, A-M-A-R-E.com. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for sharing your life with us. I, I can't even tell you. I'm like... Candace, I'm on the verge of tears for the things that you've said and that have made a difference and made me think about things that I need to do that I've been putting off. And 
Mm-hmm. I'm not going to I'm not going to do that. I mean, I'm usually proactive with a lot of things in my life, especially my health because I do suffer from a lot of things, but there's other things in my life that I've put off and you're so right. I mean, people are here today and gone tomorrow and you just don't know when that's going to happen and I need to make a few phone calls myself. So I want to thank you mm-hmm. for that as well. Amen, and I, I, I'm grateful for you sharing that. You know, and, you know, with what you said there, you write this down, champions, because this is true, and if you're listening, your excuses are killing you. Yep. Your excuses are yep. killing you. It, you. You need to stop, guys. Your excuses is like, it's like, you know, once again, yeah, I don't want to get on my soul thing, but I, I real, you know, because I know we got to wrap this up, but I've been doing this a long time. And I'll have somebody, you know, come to me and say, the doctor told me that if I don't do this, I'm going to die. And I don't want to die. I got beautiful kids. I need to change my my health and everything like that. I'll say, okay, here's what we need to do, X, Y, Z. And, you know, it's, well, oh, oh, well, you know what? I don't have time. I want to do it. I don't have any money. I don't, And you know what? But that same person, I'll see them. You know, on Facebook, posting at the amusement park, you know, or posting in the dog. They're like, dude, you don't think I see you on your Facebook, dude? He's like, yeah. like, (laughs) And and let's keep it real. Those same people that are making excuses, and and I'm just mentioning because money is the biggest one. Let's just keep it real. Right. Money is the biggest Mm -hmm. one. But I'm just going to call you on it because if you're in a position right now, that you want a better relationship with your family, you want a better relationship with your spouse, you want better health, you want to get in a better financial position, whatever it is, and you say, well, I don't have enough money, I can't do this. Let me just call you on your crap, okay? Because if you're a Michael Jackson fan, and Michael Jackson came back from the dead, and you had the opportunity to get a VIP VIP seat in the front of his thing, and it was 5,000 bucks, you would get the money. Yeah. Right. Right. Yep. That's what some people. That's what some. I, I share this story real quick. There is somebody. Yep. It was like on. It was on uh, social media. The girl had started a GoFundMe account because she used. Now listen to this. She used her rent money. Okay, her rent money to pay for the Beyonce concert. Okay, and the tickets was like what five hundred between five hundred six hundred dollars. Right. Okay. She went on GoFundMe, she set up a GoFundMe account, put it on social media, and she ex- explained what the situation was. The reason she did it was because she only had 25 days to pay her rent or else she was evicted. So I, t- I definitely see where you're coming in when you say that. It's like money, money, money is an issue, but you have to choose. Choose your battle because it's like, all right, Michael Jackson, you know, coming back from the dead concert versus a roof over my head. Let's see. Michael Jackson ain't gonna pay for my rent, so yeah, no, you know. you're completely right. Did you guys see? I mean, last was it last year? Two years ago was the same thing. You know, I live like the Dodgers. I guess they made the playoffs, and they had they had people, same thing, and they were actually getting on the news and admitting that they used their rent money, they used their mortgage. They don't know how they're gonna pay it. But I'm here. Look at me. I'm here. I'm here. I'm like, are you, are you serious? <laughs> and it's like, 
you know, I'm, you know, as you know, I'm nine months sober, right? So, you know, I'm an addict, dude. I mean, it's like, I, I just want people stop it. Your excuses are killing me because an addict, if he needs to, can find the means to get what he needs. And you, and you know, I'll call people on, dude, I'll be like, dude, you're talking to me on your cell phone. Okay. You got a cell phone. So that means you have a cell phone bill. Is that self get off your cell phone. And turn it in and go take care of your health so you can be there for your baby. Stop it. Stop your excuses, champions, because your excuses are killing you. That's all I'm going to say. Woo! Amen. Preach. Wow. Well, what a way to end the show with, well, actually, we're not ending the show, but our chat with you. Um, we want to thank you for joining us. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for blessing us. And you are in our prayers you're strong. Stay strong. You got this. We know that the battle is not going to be easy, but you got this. And God is watching over you and speaking through you. So please, please feel free to come back anytime. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. I love you. And uh, as I always say, I'll believe in you until you believe in yourself. Make the rest of the day the best of the day. God bless. Boom. Prayers and love, Ariel. Prayers and love. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of the night. Wow. How do we go on from there? <laughs> I, I almost, mean, he's, I almost he's, feel like I cannot talk so much. I know, right? I can't, right? I can't even, I can't even, I mean, it, it, the, like, you know, he just says, you know, when your heart tells you to go ahead and talk, and I, and, you know, we're talking about, you know, certain things to bring awareness. So I actually want to take this opportunity real quick to um, mention that, you know, as I said, next week is October the 1st, um, but this month was Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. If you don't know what it is, please go to stjude.org for more information. Also, General Hospital fans who have gone to events this past couple weeks, you know that it's also Ovarian Cancer Awareness Month. Um a lot of people don't know what that is or what the symptoms are. I would say Google, but, you know, sometimes Google isn't always the best. Talk to your doctor about that. And, of course, next month is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So, you ladies, you know what to do. Save the tatas and talk to your doctor. Right. Get them checked out. So That's right. And, you know, and I want to – breast cancer is – is very personal to me because my mom passed away from that at the age of 52. And, mm-hmm. you know, I always wonder to this day, you know, 20-something years later, if she had gone for her regular mammograms, if that would have been caught in time and she'd still be with us today. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So from the moment she was diagnosed, um, I have gone for my mammograms every single year. It's not Bye-bye. something that's enjoyable. It's something that I'm afraid of all the time because I don't want to hear those words that I have breast cancer. Um, right. But if you don't do something about it, like I said, I'm proactive with my health. If you don't do something about it and catch something, early detection is the key. You have to yep. do it. You have to go for your tests whether it's breast cancer or ovarian cancer, prostate, whatever it is, you have to go and get your yearly checkups. Go see your doctor. Don't be afraid. Don't put it off. You might save your own life. 
Right. And men. For those of you think who listen to this. Yep. Yeah. Go ahead, Kansas. I'll go. No, I was going to say, and men, don't be a, a dodo head. As one of the kids said today, don't be a dodo head. Don't be a dodo head. You know, yes, females, we got to take care of our temple. We, we know that. But men, don't shy away from this either because you never know. And I think the perfect example is Cameron Mattins. Mattins? Mattins? I can't even talk right Matt now. Mattinson. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't even talk right now. I'm just like, I'm still like hearing the word here. You guys may have heard um, like a couple of weeks ago, he announced on social media and on um, the Home Rock Channel's Home and, Home and Family that he, you know, they found a tumor, like a cancerous tumor. And mm-hmm. they said it's been there for 10 years. Now, anybody who watched All My Children or watched Hallmark movies or Entertainment Tonight, Y'all know that Cameron is in tip-top shape. Like, good Lord, those abs, okay? So it came as kind of a surprise to him and to the fans. But like he said, you know, he went to the doctor because he felt, he felt something weird. He felt something was off. If you are at home right now listening to this show and you feel weird, like something is off, maybe you have a headache that's been there for the last two days, maybe you feel, like, unbalanced, like you're coordinated call your doctor like do not wait look look i know tonight is gray's anatomy and whatnot that can you on demand pause call your doctor leave a message tomorrow morning call again set something up because you don't want to wait if you wait it's going to increase if it increases, it's going to get worse and look we all want you guys to be here to listen to us rant about these shows in a good and bad way (laughs) but your health is first, it's priority, and like we have said, you never, basically you never know. Your life is a mystery. So, and those of you who listen to this show and especially follow me, you know I'm a big proponent of the phrase, if you see something, say something. And I don't mean about the bag that somebody left up on the bus that might be a bomb. I don't mean about the guy that, you know, <laughs> might be driving the big white van. If you see something with your your spouse, your child, your mother, your brother, your sister, your neighbor, the guy that you buy your bagel from every morning, the guy who puts the cream in your coffee, if you see something and you feel it in your heart, say something. Because Mm -hmm. all we can do in this life is watch out for ourselves and watch out for others. Because if we don't, who will? Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. If you see something, say something. Yep. And yep. don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Nope. Speak speak up. And and again for the health too. Don't be ashamed to talk about your health. I mean, for for most of you who know me, you guys know I have a chronic illness and I I always talk about it here and there and everywhere. I have no shame because I feel like if you know, if I talk about it somebody else is like, Well how what was the symptoms, Candace? Like, tell us about it. Well, you know, it was left nuts and da 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 da. It's okay. Look, sometimes take that, take the mask off, reveal yourself, reveal your truth. That's all you can do. It's true. Well, Candace, that was a perfect else. segue. Speaking of masks. <laughs> <laughs> well, be, before you go, before you go any further, guys. Before you go any further, David just got home from being productive, so he's oh. on the line with us. 
So say hello what? to David. <laughs> hey hello to David. David. Hello to David. <laughs> Real. We say love your <laughs> questions, David. Yes. Yeah. He sounds very intuitive. I sound, yeah, I you'll, the last you'll have part. to go back and listen to this because um, to hear the, his answers to your questions and as well as the rest of the interview. I mean, it was just very, very enlightening. Church. Church. Yep. Preach. Amen. Yep. And, and just to add on guarantee. to Candace, just to add on to Candace, I'm getting my checkup next week. There you go. Um, I just knocked and him. pray for me. Of course. That's excellent. So it's not an easy segue, but let's get into the soaps. And what were you going to say, Anthony? Well, I was going to say, you know, she did mention a mask, and you know, we've all been following the mask story pretty darn clearly, and. And, you know, like soaps like to do, they they love to rewrite history, but they also like to repeat history. And it seems as if we're going to have an embryo baby switch again. Oh, um, I know. That seems- just drove me <laughs> insane. <sighs> With the same character. With the same character. Yep. Yep. And, and but, she, no, what I, love, I will give these this credit. They are playing up every beat of the funny aspect of it. You know, not even trying to hide the fact that she did it before, that she, I mean, and when Ross said, I cannot father your baby, I almost fell off the couch. I, said, I know, oh, you're not the only one. Don't you know this woman by now? She already got a baby. It's in somebody else's oven. She wants to transplant that bun into her oven. She don't want your, your trippy old stick. Uh-uh. <laughs> and when Vivian well, Alamey calls herself Dr. Kramer, I did fall off the couch. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. my gosh. Yes. That was so when she, and when she said to Eve, doesn't your name start with a B? I it's said, B. Oh, Ron, you go, boy. You go. Wait a minute. Work Wait a minute. But did you get the other? You can. Wait a minute. Anthony, did you, get, did you guys pick up on something else regarding that whole episode and, and whatnot? Uh, go ahead, girl. Yeah. Okay. So, if you are a true One Life to Live fan, it was kind of funny. It was kind of weird, but it was it was wonderful. So, that episode aired on Friday the 13th, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, the last air date of, all my, of One Life to Live, I'm sorry, was January, Friday the 13th. Right. So, for it to be kind of a full, I don't know if anybody picked up on it, because I was like, wait a minute, hold up. All this is going down on a Friday the 13th. I'm like... God bless you, yep. Ron, because, you know, for you to have D. Kramer, don't you, like, it was, and I was waiting, I, I don't know, like, half of me, and I know some, you know, Days fans were like, this is the one left to live. Okay, honey, let me just explain this. Anytime a soap pays homage to another soap that is no longer on air, it's called respect. So, yeah. right. it may it may not have been on NBC, but it was respected, okay? I love Every bit of it. I love seeing Cassie the Pirate and Robin Strasses, which proves they still got it. It was like. They do. It was and just one of those I moments. Mean, big hats off 
big hats off to Robin Strasser, period. She is 74 years old. She is the original Rachel Corey. No, 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 she no. Is the wait, a minute, wait a minute. No, no. Anthony, Anthony, no. You, you, you did it wrong. You did it wrong. She's 74 years young, honey. Let's get it right. Right. Okay. She's right. young. Okay. There you go. Hi, hi, Robin. And if, <laughs> and if anybody's listening from the props department, give her those shoes that she wore because they were comfortable. She loved them and they looked fabulous on her. Bring, send her those shoes. <laughs> get, get the jewelry too, Robin. Get the jewelry. Get the jewelry. Well, well I've tweeted. I've tweeted to um, Ron and NBC Days several times now that when Robin is done with the Vivian Alamein character, that she needs to be brought back. I don't care if it's a relative of Vivian's, a long lost relative, a new character. I don't care who she is, but she needs to be on there. I I have missed her so much because, as most of the listeners know. I was an ABC fan first until I, you know, started watching them all. Um, and Robin, she needs to be on our sets. I don't care what it is. She can be the laundry woman, and she'd pull it off. She would do her, be her best, give 100, and we'd still love her. And if Wait she a minute. has special meaning to us at Take Two Radio, doesn't she, Pam? Yes. I'm sorry, what did you if say, you David? Guys to the ABC, she has... She has a special place in our hearts at Take Two Radio. She sure does. She did our very first show ever. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, yes. She was our very first guest on our very first show. I'm sorry, mm. listeners, for that uh, that outburst, but I did not even know that. Oh, yeah. That we we went big. Me. <laughs> We need to celebrate and bring her back. Yes. Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was with Pam and Dawn. Work your magic, Pammy. Oh, work my magic. Well, she did say to me, she did say to me last year that she would be happy to come back on the show when she had something to talk about. Well, I think she has something to talk about now, so we'll see what we can do. And if she doesn't, we can talk about dogs, about animals. (laughs) <laughs> about her flipping houses. She, at seventy-four yeah, years she young, she is still houses. flipping houses. Flipping houses. <laughs> I don't want to get out of okay. bed in the morning. At seventy-four years young, she is flipping houses. Wait a minute, Pam, I just gotta say real quick. Pam says something about laundry. I want to give this opportunity to, to thank Tide. I don't know if I can do oh, that. Oh my <laughs>
But I was so happy to see so many Days fans just happy about it. You know, one thing we've been saying, and not to take away from the recap, is that Days needs to be promoted more. You right. know, and and the thing that, like, I was just so, like, and I was like, wait a minute, Procter & Gamble with a soap in a commercial? I'm like, oh, my God, like, take me down. And then, what was it, this past Sunday? It was a it was a, a full Jolena promo. I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, what did we do to deserve this? Like, thank you, Todd. I went out and bought okay. Todd. <laughs> Kudos also must be paid to the writing staff and of course, you know, Ron leading it. That you have two major characters that are on death's door, and you have people that are not ignoring the elephant in the room. That are not ignoring the fact that there are 27 dead people walking around in Salem. So why would these two die? Um, the funny little quips that they've thrown in to let us viewers know that they are paying attention, that they hear us, and, and even the absurdity of, of what's going on on screen, when the characters comment on it, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a straight up nod to those of us that watch and say, okay, we're going to take the ride with you, but don't forget, we remember a year ago. When this one was dead, we remember that Jack's been uh-huh. back six times. <laughs> so if you're gonna kill Julie, you better you better find a way to bring her back next week. <sighs> so I definitely want to say kudos to the writing staff for throwing in those little Easter eggs and letting us know that you do hear us, you do understand that sometimes there are things that are so hard for us to swallow, and giving it in a funny way that makes us want to continue watching. Yeah. Now. Well, what do you guys we'll, think about the about, upcoming we're, time We're zone? down to 30 minutes, so we're going to have to move it along. Um, but, yeah, I have yet to see that Tide commercial. I'm going to go look and see if it's on <laughs> YouTube because I need, I need to see oh, that. I'll send you the link. I'll send you the link. Okay, good. Thank you. All right. Thank yeah. you. Let's jump right to Genoa City. Candace, roll it, girl. Because I know there's what somebody you're going to say. There's somebody back in town, and somebody's really shocked, and I'm really, really happy. Fans? This is what you. This is what this was your gift. So you know, Devon is trying to figure out who the heck is confessing Catherine's will. Is it Tucker? Dun dun dun. Is it Mac? Dun dun. Is it Chance? Well, we're pretty sure it's, it's Chance, right? So you know, pretty Chance sure. has, yep. you know, a lawyer come because you know, you know, the client has to meet with the lawyer. You guys know this. You guys watch, you know, law TV and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So you know. We know that the, the, the lawyer's name was Amanda St. Clair, attorney at law. But there right. was no picture when Devon saw it. So, you know, they set up a meeting and everything. Devon's listening to Neil's old records and everything. He opens the door and, you know, there's the attorney. So, you know, they get back to the – oh, wait, wait. I should back up. The attorney looks like Hillary. That's right. Michelle Morgan is back on Young and the Rock's list. Oh, the secret is out. We can all go home now. <laughs> I like that they she put him nice in Neil's records. I like that they played up the history and then bam, open the door and it is da 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 in all her glory. I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna just say what I'm. You know, Younger Rosses is not days of our lives. Okay, they're not, you know, everybody was speculating and stuff like that. 
I'm going to say this. First and foremost, I'm so glad, CBS, you got Sony, whoever, I, I'm going to – Angelica, if you made this happen before you rolled out, thank you. You know, this is an actress who needs to be back on this show because she proved her worth. And the first couple of days, you still see the chemistry. Even though they mm-hmm. downplay it, you can still feel the chemistry. You can feel the snar. You know, and I heard what you said about the wig, um, but I, I'm okay with it. So basically, Amanda is, you know, has said that Chance is unable to come to, to the GC, really young and restless, right. okay. But, you know, she's making mysterious phone calls saying, I haven't heard from you, and if you want this to go forward, I need to talk to you. So who the heck is she talking to? That's my question. Right. Is she talking to Chance? You know, I mean, is she talking I, I, I just want to add one thing before you go further. I fully expected when he opened up that door and saw his lookalike dead wife standing there, he would have ran for the bottle of Xanax, thought he was seeing yes. things, and start hyperventilating. You know, yes. I, I, to me, it, it kind of was strange for him to just start talking to her like, you know, you're my dead wife, go away. You know, you're not really here, that kind of thing. That's what I expected to see. So I was very, very surprised the way they played this off. Well, I kind of was, I kind of agree with that. I think, too, is that, you know, a couple, a couple, what was it, a week ago, when everybody was strung out, he was, like, saying that because of his panic attack with the mix of what um, that girl, um, Zoe, and his medications, he kept saying he felt like he was going to be with Neil and Hillary. We also know that mm-hmm. he had visions of Hillary, you know, right. you know, prior this year. And then, you know, so much stress about this whole Will situation and everything else that, yeah, I kind of did buy it. It's like, okay, you open the door and everything, and you see somebody that looks like your dead wife. In reality, in, in his reality, that probably was a possibility. You know, because who who better to talk, you know, like, okay, I open the door and I see my grandfather because I'm so stressed out, but in reality, it's the handyman. I don't know. Like, but I see what you're saying, too, but I was just like, I love the fact they didn't just have it where it's like, oh, hi, Amanda St. Clair. Um, so come on in. I love the beat of, so he didn't tell you you look like my dead ex-wife. Like, <laughs> I was like. Thank you. I was like, thank you, Young and the Rosslist, for doing that because it's not the first time you've done it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, the chemistry yeah, with Brighton and, and Michelle is still there. Um, I can't wait to see what else they do with it. But as far as we okay. know, I don't know who's – Before right. we move on to another show, I just have to say this, and I know you're all going to agree with me. Best leading actor – in the uh, upcoming Emmy Awards, goes to drum roll, please, Mr. Gumshoe and Jason Thompson. Mr. Gumshoe and Jason Thompson. Amen. Jason Thompson turns. Oh yeah. Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me backtrack this. So we found out that Billy does have like quote unquote DID. Okay, but. All this is, is is triggered by Adam's return because it set off, you know, as we we said on the show, Delia's death, 
da 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 So in a standalone episode, which is probably going to be submitted for the Emmys, um, oh, Billy so. is dealing with his demons. And yeah. he also sees, like, Delia, grown up, who's called him out and saying, you use your addictions on everything. Like, every time you have an addiction, you use, you use that as an excuse to do something, like sleep around with people, gambling and whatnot. True story. That is true. You know, Jack said, oh, you were such a uh, a waste. You know, like, real talk. So it was a struggle, and then I said this one on social media. It was like the Avengers Endgame. If anybody's seen the movie, yep. you know what I'm talking about. When he shits yep. himself, and all of a sudden he deteriorates, and then when he wakes up, he's like, fine. Okay. Story-wise, my opinion sucked. Acting-wise, from Jason Thompson, Amelia, the kid who plays Delia, Jess Walton, um, Peter Bergman, and Mark Grossman, round of applause. Like, seriously. There, yep. I don't know if we there, can officially call it DID, though. No, no, no. Uh, the I, writer the writer said it was a DID. Well, Right. Well, yeah, it's I'll not like that. the DID story. It's not like the DID storylines we've seen. Let's put it that way. So well, I get what you're saying, David. Um, yeah. Because it, it so, was grief. I'm I'm expecting. Right. I Where think, he fought it himself, more? he punched himself out. I mean, come on, hello. <laughs> you know, well, he did this all while that. he was. He overcame it while he was sleeping. I mean, well, it just I don't well, know. Yeah, Delia even said grief is a powerful thing. It's something that you never get over, which is true. We've all suffered from grief. My thing Mm -hmm. is is that you can't call it a DID because, you know, and everybody, when you think DID, you think of Erica Slazak, right? Right. I said, Mm -hmm. no. I'm looking at Carrie Lassner from As the World Turns playing voice. Yeah. Yes. And that's where I was going at because, Again, when like I said, when you hear DID, you always think the female situation. But I mean, like Tony, Gary, and Terry are the two that I that I like kind of synced up. I was like, mm. I was like, can can we call this a DID storyline? The story came out of nowhere, first and foremost. But like I said, That's right. the acting from everybody was good. I just feel as though when you say something about D, DID. You should kind of stretch it out. You should have, like, okay, chewing gum. Okay, that's actually a nerve tick, to be honest, is, is chewing gum. It controls, your, it controls your nerves when it gets, when you get oversensitive, when you're oversensitive or when you're controlling um, your muscles. Yes, people, I do research for medical stuff on the show. But I was just like, okay and you know he's going to therapy again and I'm like okay so when are we going to finish Victoria's story <clears throat> Just oh, honey, I'm friends. with you on that but that boat that ship has sailed it's in the mid-Atlantic it's it's getting close to England about now well speaking of England the king Victor Victor Newman uh-huh. he died he died y'all no yeah. Yeah. He was at family. He he was at the house and um he was surrounded by his family, and uh you know he got up. He was talking to you know saying family need to stick together, need to come together, and you know Adam was there. Surprise, surprise. 
And then all of a sudden, Victor collapsed and he died. And Nate and everybody came back, and Adam was beside himself. He couldn't believe it because, you know, Adam messed with the medication, in case you didn't know. Um, the debate about Victor's death was so good on social media. I'm sorry. Really um, I think I think most of the fans were not fooled by that so-called death. I'm going to tell you something. Some people were, and I'm going to tell. And I know that's why, why that, that's why I said yeah, most. Well, it's, <laughs> it's the same people right. that thought Katie was dead when Queen when Queen Santa. I got to do this because I kept saying if you're a true Young and Russell fan from 20 years plus, like going up. You know what the what the story was. You knew how it was going to play out. Some people uh-huh. put the real life stuff that was been happening over CBS and Young and Russell into play. They was like, "Wait a minute, and wait a minute now, what's going on? Why? Where's Eric Braden at? What? Why? He, why is he not tweeting? Like, what's going on here?" Yeah, and I, I was just like, "I was like, please, for the love of everything, just go ahead and just dun dun dun." I'm like, come on now. This is young and a freaking restless. You know Victor is trying to play a game here. So, yeah. But I'm glad that Honestly, uh, in that moment, I, in that moment, I thought to myself, couldn't they have collaborated with the Bold and the Beautiful writers for this, for this storyline arc? Because nobody does shocking. Nobody does shock moments like the Bold and the Beautiful. And it just fell entirely flat. Um... You know, it was it was a cute little moment, but we all knew where it was coming from, and we all knew where it was going. Yeah. You know, and the grandstanding, you know, family speech and all that right before, that's what killed it. That's honestly what killed it. If it, you know, if they had had another moment in a fight with him and Adam or something like that, he would have had much better shock appeal, shock effect. I mean, nobody mm. will ever forget Tracy standing over Eric, uh, over Eric, over um Edward. You know, and and him gasping for his medication. Now that that's a moment. That's a moment that 40 years later people still talk about. This people will forget next year. Well, yeah. I don't. Well, you know, no. I didn't get to watch. I didn't get to watch today's episodes of any of the soaps. But in the preview for this week, it showed two guys going down. One was uh, Adam, you know, and when I say going down, I mean falling to the ground. Right. One was mm-hmm. Adam and one was, um, Theo. oh, what's his name? What's Theo. his name? Theo. 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 Yeah, going oh, down. So I'm funny. like, what the heck is going on here? They're dropping like flies. I, any oh. guesses or was that shown today? Yeah, Theo. Yeah, that was shown. Yeah. The Theo stuff was. <laughs> Did he just pass out, or what happened? Because she out. went no. at him with a knife, or <laughs> no? No, so she cut her finger. Yeah, she cut a finger, and blood came out. And he and passed Theo, out. Yeah, yeah. And when he, oh and my she, god! Yeah, it was such a line. But wait a minute, no. If the funny line, because I see where Young and the Russells is about to do. I say, I I called it like a couple of weeks ago too. Is the fact that first of all, when he was coming to, she gave him some water and says, "Theo, are you pregnant? Because you passed out of the flight of blood." I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay. okay. Basically, they're they're trying to have Theo and Lola to be 
friends because you got Kyle over Jabot working with Summer. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking they're going to go, listeners, get prepared for it, okay? I have a funny feeling that somewhere down the line, the closer Kyle and Summer get, the closer Kyle, I mean, Theo and Lola will. Candace, I'm right. going to very, very tastefully beg to disagree with you. And they have dropped okay. a bunch of hints as to exactly where they're going. They are going to make, Theo is bisexual. Think about the scene between him and, uh, not Mariah, what's, oh, Tessa, uh, where he right. said, I don't think in labels. He has been virtually stalking Kyle, and he keeps saying, oh, I'm so sorry, dude, I'm so sorry, dude. Well, then, why are you dogging me so hard? He wants what Kyle has, but he also wants Kyle. And Dio is going to go off the rails soon. That, I'm telling you that's where it's going. I'm going to mm. say I thought that, too, but... I'm, I saw something. I don't know if it's somebody said something to Josh. I'm starting to see some of the traits that ha- that went away with Kyle. Like, you know how we right. all said Kyle just became, like, such a, like, <sighs> I'm starting to yes. see 2018's Kyle back in Kyle yes. now. Right. I'm seeing 2018 Lola, the strong and the like the working and I saw it today I'm like that's my Lola like wait a minute Summer when all this comes out because spoiler alert she doesn't know I want Summer to go hell off the wall and I'm good and I think that's where they, they're they're trying to give us what has been missing from these characters and I'm hoping that it's not too late if that makes sense. Well, I hope that on that note, you know, time wise, yeah. let's flip over yeah. to poor Charles. Oh God. Yeah. Oh God is right. So in case nobody, in case anybody listening does not know, we are about to have another pregnancy up on screen because Kim slept with Franco Drew, Dranko, or whatever uh-huh. you want to call him now, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and Elizabeth is about to have him committed. So he is going to get his memories back, and then boom, the next scene they're going to show her in a bathroom peeing on a stick. The writing is on the damn wall. I don't like this. I don't like what they did to Kim. I don't... I don't like what they did to Kim. I don't like what they did to Drew. I don't like what they're doing to Peter. I don't like what they did with the ending Uh, of Simon. Oh, don't even uh, get me started on what they're doing with Peter. Because you know I I like him, and I I don't. Mm Mm-mm. But it was more so of the women, and, and I have to go back to what Anthony said in a previous show. Why does this matter now? Why would this matter now? What, right. What difference does it make? Because it, it was said he was a part of it. Does it matter that he was what part of it? Right. Everybody and knows I'm, he I was part of it. I love anything yep. that brings Spinelli back on screen, but this storyline is just so asinine. Now, having said that, the one, the two bright spots are where is Obrek? Because we know that this is going to be a cute little storyline that's going to that's going to pull us out of this misery. Where is Obrek? And why General Hospital? Oh, why? 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 When you had the perfect murder mystery set up, everybody in town wanted this man dead. 
Everybody wanted him dead. Why, why, why did you not have a who done it with who done Shiloh? Who done him dirty? And it wouldn't have been that dirty because we all wanted him dead. I love him. I hope they bring him back as a twin. But it was time for him to go. Why not a murder? I'm just why? glad. I'm just glad that storyline's over with. To tell you the truth, I was, I'm sick of but it. But is and it really? Also, uh, well, I mean, it, there's fallout from it. And what I was going to say is that I can't take waiting any longer. And of course, this is what a soap is meant to do, I guess. For Michael to find out that's his child, I mean, is he going to okay. be, that child going to be in college before that comes out or what? Okay. Can I just say, this was the number yeah. one, okay, the number one question at the recent GH event is about that baby storyline. Here's the thing. Bold and Beautiful and General Hospital, I think, didn't start, I want to say they started around the same time as, uh, for the baby stuff, the baby drama. No, Basically. GH started no, wait a minute. GH started way GH before started this first. Bold and GH was about a year ago. Oh, okay. How is it Bold and Beautiful finished their storyline before General Hospital? This is General Hospital's problem, is that this storyline should have been, like, your fall, your summer fall sleep storyline, where the fallout happens, everybody finds out about, you know, the baby. You have Julian. By the way, thank you for coming back, Julian Jerome. I've missed you. Yeah, I don't know who Charlie uh, is, stuff for Charlie. When he said, Taylor. I don't know this man. This is not my name. I said, oh, yes, thank you. My lawyer's blinding. Yes. I'm like, okay, you got Julian figured it out. The only thing is, is that, okay, that sets up Julian versus Sonny. All right, let's go. Right. We already knew what was going to happen. But this story should have been done. We should have had Michael lashing out at Brad. Have Lucas, mm-hmm. you know, and Brad have Michael. Like, the, I don't get it. Like, this could have been, but it's, the reality is with General Hospital, and I, you know, I love the show, and I want the show to succeed. When it comes to storylines where it's supposed to be big, explosive, umbrella dropping, rain stuff, they don't commit to it. It's like we're still stuck in kind of the beginning and the middle. There's no conclusive ending. Like. And why are There's they still dropping Easter eggs about Alexis's damn secret if they're going to kill off Shiloh? We're never going to hear what her secret was, yet she gets this mysterious phone call. Somebody mentioned the secret last week. Get it together. I mean, what's the secret Frank? that she said? Wait a minute. But wasn't the secret that she hit um, the, um, the boyfriend, Christina's boyfriend? Yeah. Well, that is yeah, because, because, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that was a it, secret. Yeah, but it but it's not out. It's not out though because that woman, whoever that woman is, okay. I can't remember her name. Didn't Kendra. she only like show up like a, a couple times and try to want to work with Alexis or whatever? And she has some kind of revenge or something about that. Okay, can I say? Can I? I'm gonna just say this. This is bull. This is why GH. No offense, GH fans. This is why the show is in fourth place. That's why the ratings drop. Because of something like this, we the fans knew the story. I would like knew the, the secret. I would have been fine if it was something that we never knew about. I mean, by the way, mm-hmm. happy twenty third anniversary, Nancy Lee Ron. Um, the thing is, is that it would have been like a secret from like you know back in the day, like a Cassidon mm-hmm. dark secret that you know that Natasha like, Sam um, killed not somebody. Really her daughter. 
Well, I don't even – some people believe that, too. But, no, just, like, no, something, like, really big, like, something that could really destroy Alexis's reputation, her family, tear people apart, that kind of secret. If you're going to say, oh, the secret was, uh, she killed my boyfriend after he abused me. Well, um, okay. Whatever. And what, is Cassandra going to be his long-lost mother? Aunt? Psycho no, sister? No, I said Cassandra. No, Cassandra going to be Sasha's mama. Watch. Yes, I did. Yes, 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 yes. You yes, said yes. that, mm-hmm. I, I, You still think so? That I think I think so. I think Cassandra and Valentine are Sasha's parents. I need a DNA test to make sure that it's 110 um, positive. I think GH has dropped the whole Willow being Nina's child because I don't see that uh, with this this you know half a regime. Because like I said, they're about to switch co- um, co-head writers. Um, I don't see it. I don't see them saying Willow is Nina's child anymore. I'm going to go back to what I've been saying for years and years and years now. It's now. Now is Nina's That's what I keep thinking. It's now. (laughs) It's now. And I also think Valentin is really not Valentin. I think he's somebody. Yes. Yes, 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 and yes. He's probably really Heinrich. And Heinrich is, we don't even know who he is. Maybe Heinrich is Valentin. <laughs> maybe they did the, the maybe they did the mind switch thing and they don't even know it. All right, mm. let's jump to Bulls in the Beautiful real quick. Um, one spoiler that I have for the Bulls in the Beautiful is that we are going to find out exactly what happened to Maya and Rick before November sweeps, and the Alvans are coming back big time in the fall in the fall preview. So I'm excited to hear about that because you cannot read that dangling. That was too big of a love story, exactly. too big of a super couple for us not to know. So that, that's another soap that listened to us and is going to correct a mistake. Um, we are going to have a resolution to that storyline. Now, Thank God, that, but you know what would be even better? If they brought them yeah. back. Uh, yes, absolutely. Well, Maya is coming back. Maya is coming back. Yeah, you will see her on screen. Um, but, now, having said that, I love me some Sally. I have loved her from day one. I want her on canvas. I love her in storyline. But I would have, and I love Wyatt. I still think he should be with Katie, but that's besides the point. I slapped that boy so hard that Queen felt it all the way up in the Forrester Mansion when he proposed. I would have been like, it's been two months. Is you, is you serious? You did me two months ago. Now you want to, you want now you like it and you want to want to put a ring on it. Slap. I, I'm gonna. You know what? I can't even. I can't even say anything. Cause but I, I'm just, I want I'm, Sally. I want Sally and Wyatt together. I don't want Flo. Flo is is just not getting it for me, at all. No, I don't really like Flo that much either. And I would like Sally and Wyatt eventually to end up together. But right. Have two but not right now. He, right. I was and, hoping. And, exactly. Sally. I was oh hoping God. she'd say no. I was hoping I she would even talk to him. him. So hard to quit I, 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 I didn't want her to talk because I'm like this. I'm like, all right. Sally has this thing, has a problem, just like the other women on Bold and Beautiful. Sorry, Sally, you drunk the Kool Aid. Where <laughs> you. 
automatically once quote unquote a relationship like to me, like you said, Anthony, they were together and then all of a sudden flow came and it was like Sally who? Sally what? And then all of a sudden why it comes back tells you the secret. You're like, Oh, well I'm gonna make you work for this. No, sweetie. No, 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 no. What we're not going to do is even in, like entertain the thought. What you're going to do is you're going to find somebody else. His name is Carter. I'm just going to hook up Carter with anybody at this point. And oh God, you, you mm. because to me you lower you're lowering your standards. Like you're 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 as a woman. <laughs> Pam, help me out with this. As a woman, it's like okay, you don't take me as a fool. Okay, I'm not some kind of toy that you play with, then a brand new toy comes in, you put me on the shelf, and then when that toy runs out of batteries, you decide you want to play with me again. No! Right. That's some self-respect, right. honey. Right, right. And so you know what? She did, she, she did put out a tweet before um, they actually got back together, together, and with all this yeah. marriage stuff, and she said, should I take him back easily or should I, you know, make him suffer? <laughs> and I tweeted that she wanted uh, we want him to suffer. I mean, you can't yeah. you can't just take him back like that. Make him yeah, suffer, then take him back. You know, make him prove well, himself. Not even that, but seriously, you because see, bold and beautiful, bold. We we were having such a good time, and now you really have done it. I get it. Fans was on overload of Hope, Liam, and Stuffy. Lord knows. We were on overload. Yes. So you yes. go. So now the next thing is you're going to have Wyatt, who has now drunk the Kool Aid from Liam and Ridge, and has to mm-hmm. pull between two women mm-hmm. because he can't. And you know when they were talking about Flo, he still has a soft spot for Flo, but he's trying to prove himself to Sally. Who is going to get hurt right. at the end? It's going to be Sally. Sally. Like, right. Come on now. Like come on, bold dude. <sighs> Okay, so with Katie, with Katie, it's going to be flow, right? It has to be. Yes. Because yes. Storm's not. Storm is the best. Katie just needs. Was the best bet. Right. Before Katie he's just needs gone. a whole body transplant. Yeah. Heart, kidney, And that's how Flo liver. is going to redeem herself. But I'm not crazy about that. Well, I'm not crazy also that that Bill went running right to Brooke. He, I love you, Katie. I love you. Oh, Brooke, I found it. I found it. Wait a minute. No, Anthony. Did you, Anthony? Did you see the Wyatt scene though? When Quinn, when when Eric called Quinn to let let him know, let them know about Katie and how quick Wyatt was like, is where are they? I'm going to the hospital right now. I'm like, <laughs> and Wyatt still love Katie. Like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> this show cannot make face. up its mind. No, nope. you, know you know what? All the Spencer men, all the Spencer men, they they don't know who they love. They do not know who nope. they love. He was like, Katie, Katie, I'm love you. Oh, Brooke, I'm a problem. I'll be back in an hour. Why it was like, where Katie? Where Katie? I gotta help Katie. None of the Spencer men, and poor Liam, man. I love him and all, but that boy cannot make up his mind. No, it's and Rich tells him that. That was the scene too. Rich, when Rich had told Liam that you can't keep doing this to, the, I'm like, excuse me, Rich, and who are you to talk? I'm like, because you got your own problems right now with Shauna 
and Brooke. They're all guilty of it. They're all guilty of it. Even Eric, and he's the patriarch of patriarchs. Even Eric. Painting Donna, by the way. Where's Donna? We need more Donna. Yeah, we need a couple of people. Well, and you know what? I was thinking that, too. I was thinking... if Donna is not with Carter, since we haven't heard Heidner hair about that lately, um, I was thinking while they were all in the hospital room, and there was Vincent, um, oh. that we need to see a Donna and, and Vincent, Dr. What's his name? Armstrong. No. Jordan. No. Jordan. Wait. Wait. Can I just say, I got my wish technically that I wanted Vince's character with Heather Tom. Well, I thought about that, too. I want Quinn. You know what? I kind of want, I want to see Vincent, and for some reason, it's like, it's going to be one of those moments where you've talked about it to other people, right? You know, if David Hayworth and Kelly Kramer when Heather Tom played, you know, hooked up when the crossover and stuff happened, I wonder what this would have been like. So it's kind of like one of those soap opera dreams that I had that I want to actually see how they would do romantic-wise. Okay, I want to see Dr. Hayward with Quinn. I do. I think they would be a fire couple. You mean fire. Rocky from Loving? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. I got to do it. <laughs> Get that motorcycle out of storage. <laughs> oh man! And then you got well, we didn't Campbell. get to cover everything, and we've only got two minutes left. So uh, say what you're going to say, and we're going to have to close and continue on on the next show. Um. Well, David, thank you for coming and joining us. I know you rushed home yeah. to get here. Too bad you didn't make it for Rayel. Rayel Reality, he said all his links go back to the beginning of the show and check him out because we went to church. Preached. We went to church. Mm-hmm. I will listen. This is this is one of I those episodes do. you need to listen. Like champions out there, I'm gonna use what he said, you know, the, the champions, go back, rockstartradio.com, listen to tonight's show. If you have been feeling a certain type of way, he probably he he'll touch you. His words of wisdom probably will get you. Well, even if you didn't know you were feeling some type of way, you're going to start thinking about something. Uh huh. Yeah. Like New Year's resolutions. Pam? That's why I don't make them. Mhm. Pam, you got homework. Hit up Miss Robin. We would we would we would tear it up with her up on this show. I would cry. I would ask her about no world. Screw that. Oh, no, I'm gonna ask her about another world. I will ask her about two two thousand. See, I remember her from two thousand Malibu Road. I don't know if anybody remember that show with Drew Barrymore and and yeah, and um, Brian Boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm, I got the whole series. And um and she was on that and Passions and One Life to Live and the online version of One Life to Live. Oh my God, she, I gotta listen to that show. Oh my God, y'all have Robin. Oh my God. <laughs> Uh, yep. Yeah, our very All first right, one. 60, I'm 60 I'm, seconds, 60 seconds. So I want to thank Riel, Riel Andrews for joining yeah. us tonight and blessing us with all his blessings. Um, we will continue to pray for you 
And thank you for all of you joining me tonight. Thank you to our listeners, and we hope you'll join us next time. Be sure to follow us on social media so that way you'll know when the next show is. Right now it's the regular time in October. David, do you know the date offhand? I think it's I think it's the tenth. Yay, right before my vacation. Um, We're known to pop up. Yeah, it's October 10th. October 10th, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll see you then. Have a good night, everybody. Bye. Have a good night. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye Bye bye.